if there's one thing I could impart this week, let's put it that way. If there's one thing I could impart that I think would be of massive benefit to anybody, especially if you're going in your, through your 20s. Something, I mean, Mark Manson talks about in, you know, Everything is Fucked, a book about hope is, you know, when a certain belief system fails us, there's just a lot of pain in trying to figure out this new identity. What's the new thing to believe in? Like the idea, like the term spirituality for me has always kind of been like, what even is that? What even is that, bro? You know, he was told by the master, do not be so willful that you think things can only happen by you doing them. Um, how fucking tense are haircuts? Huh? I was thinking about that the other day. Wow, we're learning so much here today, aren't we guys? We're learning so much here. Audition is recording, man. Is this an okay angle? This is it, baby. This is real podcasting on a budget, baby. On a budget, baby. I just got my little Yeti microphone. Got a little spit screen. Got a little tripod for my camera. Got a little light there. Ooh. Ooh. Am I able to get, you know, design the background? Not right now, you know? But it's but it's all good, bro. But it's all good. Okay. Welcome back to our hella confusing 20s. It's episode 10. We made it to 10. Wow, I feel like I've done more than that. How long have I been doing this? I'm not consistent. I'm not getting that every week because, you know, it's just not in my cards. It's just not in my cards. <laughs> no, it's just... It's tough, man. It's tough to find the time. There's a lot going on. There's a lot of busyness going on. A lot of other living. Oh, I hate the circular glare. Whatever. That's the price we pay for greatness. The price we pay for greatness. Having little circles in our eyes. Uh, <laughs> um, but, yeah, just working. Working on my relationships. Here in Sydney. You know, just trying to be the best, you know son-in-law basically trying to be the best boyfriend partner just trying to be um you know hard worker and also just and also just keep on you know building the stuff on the side building my own thing you know and and just figure out what the way forward is going to be and here's the podcast where you know we're talking about the craziness of our 20s how difficult things are you know the disillusionment yada 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 but we're all in this together. We're gonna get through it, you know, in a, in a positive way. Figure out who we are. Figure out who we want to be. What we want to do. The way we want to change the world. Trump is getting impeached right now. Impeachment hearings, crazy. Never thought I'd see the day, because they've been talking about it since before he was even president. And here we are. Impeachment hearings are happening. I wish I had a second angle, huh? How nice would that be? Just get another camera, boom, boom, cut, back and forth. I play with you guys a little bit, and then I go to the other camera. Not there right now. Not there right now. But that's what it would look like. I would just do little jazz fingers, jazz sparkle fingers to the camera every now and then. But, you know, that's not the world we live in. I don't have a second camera right now. Anyway, back on, tr on track, back on topic. The thing that I most want to like i have like notes written down of like you know the stuff i wanted to you know that I've, I've been thinking about that i want to talk about but something has superseded all that 
that has been, you know, I've been really, really, I guess, invested in. It's been making a difference just in like the past week. Uh, roughly, have I been reading? Oh my God. But so, okay, I got to just talk to you guys about this because if you're annoyed with me, if you're out of the podcast, you know, this soon in or whatever, if you take one thing from, if you, if there's one thing I could impart this week, let's put it that way. If there's one thing I could impart that I think would be of massive benefit to anybody this week, especially if you're going in your, through your twenties. So when I was at CalArts, my Tai Chi teacher, Sherry, I remember, you know, before every class, she would kind of sit us down in the, oh my God, I forgot what it's called. The mod? The lobby? The mod, not at the mod lobby. No, what the hell? The main gallery. There we go. Holy crap. I forgot. Main gal. In the main gallery, she would sit us down and she would talk to the Tai Chi class any questions about the work or just bring up things. And one day she talked to us, she was reading this book called The Untethered Soul by Michael A. Singer. And, you know, she read a passage, which I, I forgot, I totally forgot what the passage was about. But the book has always been in my head as like, oh, okay, it's something that, because I really respected Sherry, you know, and the Tai Chi, like her level of, of relaxation and skill and knowledge and wisdom was super, I got a burp, oh, I got a burp, <clears throat> and there it was, was just super inspiring to me, and I thought, well, if this book was, you know, something that captivated her attention, I'm sure it'd be worth a read, and so for years, it's been kind of, you know, rolling around in my head, it's like, oh, I should read that at some point, and so, you know, Toward the end of this year, I've been doing of self-discovery, you know, knowledge of self, knowledge of brain, knowledge of emotion, all these things I've been really working on. I've been working on the railroad all across my brain, which is true. That's what it is, man. Soul, heart. Anyway, um, so I've been, you know, it's... It's tough because like there's all these books that I'm aware of that I want to read and I have hella PDFs and then I'm like, okay, which one do I want to read next? And then I'll, and if I can't find a PDF, but I really want to read something, I'll try to find it cheap on eBay or something and I'll read it. Like I'm also reading four hour work week right now by Tim Ferriss, which is also great. I might talk about that now. I might not. We'll see. But okay. So the untethered soul, it kind of, you know, for those of you who don't know, you know, I was raised very religious, you know, very Christian. And my relationship with that over the past few years has been very tumultuous, you know, a source of pain, a source of, you know, disconnect and, you know, something I mean, Mark Manson talks about in, you know, everything is fucked a book about hope is, you know, when a certain belief system fails us, that was, you know, really uh, cons constituted our identity. And there's just a lot of pain in trying to figure out this new identity. What's the new thing to believe in? And, you know, something that was so beneficial, you know, about being raised that way was this feeling like there's something taking care of you. There's a purpose to all this. Everything is going to be okay. Like that kind of blanket you know, cover all that things were going to work out. And, and um, you know, the, the kind of tumult of life, since I kind of lost that, 
you know, has been very overwhelming at times and I haven't necessarily had the the tools to, to deal with it in the most healthy, positive ways, you know, and what what's been amazing about the untethered soul is you know it kind of you know it has similar ideas to some of these books about the brain i've read you know the kind of more scientific approaches of oh you know your thoughts are passing across your brain your thoughts are not you you know you can let it pass and yeah it's hard but just keep on practicing and blah blah blah, 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 blah which is helpful to read about and helped in 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 some extents but what was so so just transformative about untethered soul for me was just the spiritual angle of it and it made me just what a difference it's been making in my my state of mind my state of being it's like wow a spirituality is great man and it's it's real like like the idea like the term spirituality for me has always kind of been like hippy dippy kind of like whoa like that's kind of like what even is that what even is that bro you know and it just kind of seemed like a kind of weird thing or or pretentious or annoying you know the people who who seem like gurus or or whatever the hell you want to call it I'm like come on bro like what is that shit you know um but the angle of this particular book you know it has been really really you know effective for me and i mean i i won't go to like I could honestly like fucking sit here and, and just go in depth about, you know, every single chapter I've read. Like that's how much I love it. That's how excited I am about it. But that's not, you know, I think, what is that reflection? Oh, that's just on the camera. Anyway, that's not what I think would best serve, you know, you, you know, you, you who's listening, you who's watching. But in essence, it kind of breaks down to, right? What is a very common question in spiritual practice, yogic practice, Tai Chi you know, whatever, who are you, right? We can define it with, you know, I'm Jeremy, I'm a son, I'm a, you know, a boyfriend, a father, I'm not a father, but one day, you know, just like the kind of roles we play in life. And, you know, we can, we can choose to express our identity that way. But none of those things actually encompasses all that we are. You know, like you could inter you change one in, change one out, and it could still possibly be true of you, for you, and from a certain angle, but it's not the whole picture. You know, it's just parts of it. And then, and then who is aware that, you know, I am a son, I am a boyfriend, I did do this, you know, I had these experiences. Who is aware of our identifiers and our experiences? And so this is where like, you know, long story short, several chapters made short, there is something inside of us that is pure consciousness. Like we are not even really human. There's something inside that is aware of our human experience, aware that, oh, I'm feeling angry right now. Oh, I'm feeling this right now. And by having kind of checks in place and also through practice, being able to get to that place quicker, where we realize that we're aware of ourselves, aware of our identities, aware of what's happening in here, the more you can have that detachment from it, you know, and a super useful idea Michael Singer talks about is every time you have like anxious thoughts, fearful thoughts, negative thoughts, right? Imagine that that's not you, but that's a quote unquote roommate in your brain. 
and like like a different person. And it's like, and if this person was human, right? And every time something good is happening, every time something is happening, they come in with a negative thought. What if this goes wrong? What if this happens? Oh my God, should you be doing that? What if, you know, fear, whatever. How quickly would we cut them out of our lives? It's like, mm, 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 I don't need that negativity up in here. We would. We would give them the boot real quick and say, you know what? Well, you know, or maybe we keep them around forever because we're weak. <laughs> Who knows? Um, but just that idea of your own negativity, your own limiting thoughts, and just from so taking that spiritual seat of consciousness, trying to get back to it, and then being able to, oh, man. It's just made all the difference. It's just made all the difference to me, you know, and it, could, it, it can start with that question of, you know, you just say to yourself, hello, 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 right? You're saying hello to your, in your mind. You're saying hello in your mind. You know, let's say you're, get, you're getting mad at somebody. Maybe just try, try to train yourself to say hello, 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 hello. And you say, whoa, 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 whoa. Who is that saying hello? And who is aware that in my mind I'm saying hello to myself? Boom, detachment. Your spiritual self, your consciousness, you know, this place of observation, detachment, divinity, the closest thing to divinity of, you know, wherever we came from. That's something we all have, man. We all have this crazy noise in our heads all the time. And we all have the ability to detach ourselves from it and to observe it from an objective place. And this is, you know, that idea is the foundation of almost every self-help, every, you know, whatever practice. But it's just, you know, throughout the past year, year and a half, whatever, two years, I've just been exposed to a lot of different angles on it. And just for me, this is the one that it's really clicked. And maybe it's because I've been trying to cultivate that and practice that for months and months and months. And this is like finally, you know, finally it's, it's beginning to become more habituated who knows, man? All I know is it's a dope book. Read the book. Or on the down low, on the down low, hit up your boy and I'll I'll give you the PDF. <laughs> that's not, I mean, that's true. Yo, come on. I just want to share this with people. Or I can, oh, you know what I should do? That's wouldn't get me in trouble and wouldn't do any copyright stuff. I'll just make a, what I think is the most... The most key points. No. Okay, maybe I, maybe I can't do any of that. But definitely check it out. But definitely check it out. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I just really wanted to hit on that. I just really wanted to, to, to take a bit of a, a, a short but necessary deep dive into that. Because I think that book, the way, you know, it's my mindset. And it gets, of course, it goes into more than that. Just kind of. You know, the way fear is really the root of all of our problems and it's things from the past, things from the future, whatever, which is also from the Ten Day Vipassana, you know, similar ideas, but just these ideas of, you know, how do you, how do you be present, all these things and of, of our heart closing itself in and how we can just tell ourselves whenever we feel that, say open, open, you know, just choose to open our heart. Nothing is worth opening because the damage it does to ourselves, our psyche. Oh, don't at me. No, I'm just kidding. At me. Yeah, I'll definitely, I think these ideas... It's going to come out in content, I think, in the future, just not right now. You know, I'm, I'm going to work it out. And like, I think the most easily digestible, just practical, follow this, you'll feel better, you'll do better steps, you know. Um, 
All right, now to the regularly scheduled programming. So the first thing... <laughs> oh, man. I mean, this is the kind of reading I've been doing lately, though. You know? And, like, I just had, like, um, a, a brief... Like, I didn't read the Tao Te Ching, but I just kind of did, like, uh... I read a little bit about it, even though I do have the PDF of that as well. But it's just I'm reading other things right now. I can't be bothered with the Tao Te Ching right now. But... Just this whole idea of, you know, what we call and name things is not the thing itself. Which does kind of go back to, I guess, what I was saying. You know, we can call ourselves this. We can say, we you know, we know that we have this name. But that's not really the essence of the thing. Because in and of itself, language is an invention that we just all agree. Like, okay, we're going to call this thing that. And we're going to call that thing this. And, you know, and it's very useful it helps us to communicate very complex ideas, but at the end of the day, you know, words themselves are not enough to truly convey everything that something is, you know? Like when you and, and someone you love, you know, when, when, you know, you just have a moment, you're just like holding each other's hands in a time when like you really need it or just like a little squeeze, you know what I mean? How much more does that say? than anything that that you could say verbally and and what does it mean and yeah i don't know that's just something i was fucking thinking about i have nothing i have nothing fucking useful to to add to that you know another super cool and this also goes down back to the training this was like i think it was our first year link later voice teacher who told us to read zen in the art of archery and i didn't, of course i didn't fucking read it but I think a lot of these books, I wasn't I wasn't ready for it at the time. Or maybe I'm just telling myself that maybe I, I would have had a, a revelatory experience if I had forced myself to read it. I don't know. Or maybe I didn't get it. I don't know. There's no way to know. All I know is for whatever reason, I finally, you know, was in a place recently where I was like, okay, I'm just going to read it. And it really did have this massive impact as well because Zen, the art of archery, right? Just trying to explore the idea of Zen. It's a lot, you know, I don't want to oversimplify it, but in essence, it is to be effortless, you know, to, to be your carefree self, you know, to do things without trying. Like there was a quote in there I love, or it, it was like, you know, he was told by the master, do not be so willful that you think things can only happen by you doing them. And it's a lot about this idea of like, it's already happened or it will happen regardless. You know, the arrow hits the target, the target also hits the arrow. And if you try to put effort in there, you might just muck it up and get in the way. And it's like, you know, and they're like, it's easy for, I think with westernized thinking for us to be confused, like, wait, what What does that mean? Like, what it's already, it, has it already happened? Has it not happened? Is it the same thing? Like, which one is doing what? But that's exactly it. You know, that's exactly it, it is just, releasing yourself to the flow of things like how do you be in touch you know zone out per se in this moment like i had this moment the other day where you know we were we're in boxing class and i'm just hitting the aqua bag and then a lot of times i overthink it like oh am i doing this with my arm am i blah 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 blah, blah. but it's so weird how i can get into this kind of detached state where i can almost just like watch myself you know i just kind of watch myself i'm like okay like your arms are hitting the bag like they it's just happening you know, and I don't, I'm not saying my form is amazing in those moments, but the feeling of it, the way it flows through my body is very different from just that quick mental state. 
you know, and I figure, you know, the, the more I can, I think, access that in, in everything I do, you know, in, in you know, podcasting and in, in going to work and in doing everything, I just think it's super, super cool, you know, like I do believe in will, I do believe we can steer where we're going and, and we make choices, but at the same time, I do believe so much where we are, where we're supposed to be, when we're supposed to be there and, you know, and we can just flow. We can just flow. You know, something that, you know, I was just thinking about lately. And I think it's something that, you know, in moments like this, like with all, like how great I've been feeling, you know, over the past like week and, you know, with untethered soul and all, all these things and these kind of, you know, things that are clicking mentally for me. You know, I haven't felt this, you know, in, in, in a little bit, but just it is wild just these times where I've been so overwhelmed with anxiety that I just, you know, fucking sit there and I just sit in place and I just can't move, you know, I can't get up. And it's just such a strange feeling, you know, where I just, I'll just sit there and I just try to breathe, you know, or I'll close my eyes or maybe I'll meditate, you know, I'll, I'll meditate until I feel like I can stand up again. And sometimes it takes so long. Like I'll just be sitting there for like an hour, over an hour, you know, and it's weird. It's almost feels like what's the point of getting up because there's no positive thing to do. There's no way out. There's no hope. There's no like what can possibly come from this moment from standing up. You know, that's the way my mind starts to go. And I, I, I just wanted to talk about this because I'm thinking, you know, there must be people out there who who feel that, you know, who feel that same way and, and know what I mean. And, and there's part of my brain where it's like, yo, dude, like, it's not that bad. Like, things are going to be better. You know, it's 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 going to work out, you know, just get up and take the step. And it's this feeling is not going to last forever. You know, it will pass. And even though there's part of my brain that's saying that it doesn't feel like that. Like, I just can't make myself believe it in the moment. So I sit, you know, I just sit there. And the other t the last time it happened, it was so funny because like my Apple Watch, you know, anyone who has an Apple Watch who hasn't turned this shit off, there's like a stand goal. And so it's like, you know, tr trying to stand for at least a little bit, you know, 12 hours every day. And, uh... <laughs> It's so funny. It's a goal. Oh, did you at least stand? Like, even if it's like for a second, were you standing for 12 hours today? It's like, yeah, okay, Apple, thanks. Thanks for looking out for my health. But I had like, I was in one of those spells of, you know, just anxious sitting and my watch buzzed and I was like, oh, what is that? And I looked and it was like, it's time to stand. <laughs> I wish I could say for the story that I stood and everything was fine, but I didn't. I fucking stayed sitting. <laughs> but I'm going to fucking use that in something, man. I'm going to put that in a fucking episode of a TV show or some shit, man. That's cool, huh? It's time to stand. And then when I eventually did stand, you know, there you go. I fucking earned another hour toward my stand goal. So, you know, who says it's pointless if it's going to get you an hour toward your stand goal? <laughs> fuck, man. I'm going to turn down this light. It's too bright. I don't want... Oh, fuck, wrong. Oh, that's... I don't like that color. Yeah, that's the one I like. There we go. Is that better? No, that's... Then you can see the screen too. 
that's like a good level. Oh, that's a good level of light. Okay. Mm -mm -mm. And you know, something else I was thinking about too is just lately, you know, I've just, I've, I've had the thought, like, I look back at, you know, who I was 365 days ago, and I have no fucking idea who I was. I'm like, whoa, what did I even think? What did I believe? You know, what did I do? And, you know, it's just, and maybe, you know, to see mannerisms or whatever, blah, 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 blah. You're like, oh, yeah, that's the same Jeremy. But up here, I don't feel like the same person. I might speak the same way. I might speak a similar way. I might look a similar way, whatever. But I feel in my heart and in my mind like a completely different person. I have completely different beliefs. I believe completely different things are possible for myself. And I have an understanding in a way of looking at the world that is completely different. Did I say completely enough for you? I don't know. But completely different. <laughs> and, you know, I feel like if you're in your 20s and, and you can do that every year, maybe every three months, every six months, you know, if you can have that moment, you're on the fucking path, you know, you're growing, you're getting better, you know, and of, uh, you know, from 26 year old Jeremy, you know, I think it's the best you can do. You know, it is just com constantly compare yourself to yourself and just love where you're at. I was listening to like fucking Steve Aoki on Tim Tom Billy. who's talking about that. It's like all these motherfuckers see on Instagram, you know, DJs, whatever, or just anyone who who's living the life you, you know, see yourself wanting to live that you want to live. And they're on this massive scale. They've put in the years. They've found success. You know, our instinct, oh, I, I want to play at that level. I want that now, you know, but. You know, you got to play the awkward rooms with like five people. And are you making the best of what's in front of you right now? And it's like, okay, how am I going to give these five people the best show? And then how am I going to get 10 people to the show and be able to give a rocking show to them? I think about this with this podcast, like, you know what I mean? Who's viewing this? Like a lot of the videos I've been posting the podcast, like I'll have one view, three views, you know, and most of me talking nobody's even looking at it. it's like for me bro at this point nobody's even like watching these videos and it's not really even helping anybody you know but i'm just trying to figure it out right now if, like how do i you know hone my voice figure out how to make stuff that can impact one person that then can impact five people then impacts 10 people you know how do I keep that moving forward to just keep on growing and growing, you know, and how do I love where I am right now, right now, but still like, you know, keep the track, but also not act like I'm further down the track than I am. You know what I mean? Like who's, who, that's lame, bro. That's lame and not healthy. And I won't feel good. I won't feel good doing that. Mm -mm -mm. You know, something I noticed too is like, um, I noticed like, because obviously I, I listen to, I consume a lot of content of like people giving advice and people talking about their journeys and shit. And I noticed a lot of people, you know, in order to, I think, qualify and they want to avoid like, you know, the, the reaction that they anticipate of people, you know, they say like, this is how you do it. And then some listener is going to be like, that's wrong. That's not how you do it. That's not my experience, blah, 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 blah. So all the time people are like, well, okay, it's different for everyone. You know, it's such an individual thing. It's such a personalized thing just for you and you and you and you. It's different. Yeah. Okay. We get it, bro. We get how you feel about it. But then they'll go, um, but you know, for me, 
this is how I did it. <laughs> and of course, there's certain aspects of things that are individual, you know, relative to how uniquely we all perceive the world based on our experiences. But also at the same time, it's not different, bro. It's not. We're all the goddamn same. We're all the goddamn same. You know what I mean? We're all trying to freaking overcome our bad habits, have more good habits, make ourselves less like this so we can do that, control this so we can do that, blah, 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 blah. We want to be loved. We want to be successful. Blah, 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 blah. It's all the same, bro. You don't got to qualify so much. You know what I'm saying? You don't got to qualify so much because we're all the same. We are all the same. I was going to like try to sing a song that had the lyrics, but I realized I didn't know any. <laughs> Whatever, bro. And it's funny too, like even at like my job, like sometimes I'll be on the phone and I'll overhear people and it's like, you know, I'll overhear couples having like fucking asinine arguments. Like I heard like an old, old guy. He says something like, oh, I'm a, is this thing? And then I hear his wife go, oh, you're in a, you know, you're in a good mood today. Like she perceived a bad mood from just him saying that. And then she was upset, like, oh, you're in a fucking good mood. And then I heard him come back just trying to soften and just like, oh, I was like, oh, no, I was, I was just wondering. I was just asking, you know, and I was like, fuck man how real is that how universal is that with my parents you know in my relationship and things i see it's like that stuff is just so that's how we are man you know we we we're all the same we fight over petty shit we get sense well okay this is not ideal obviously i'm moving away from this <laughs> and i feel that way I, I feel like i have been successfully you know feeling better about things and I think communicating in a in a healthier way, but it's just um. You know it it is that level of you know that level of comfort and expectation and just you know our sensitivity to, you know when when we're when you're really you know so deeply in love with somebody and you're sharing your life with them it's like, you really do become sensitive to all these little things and not sensitive in a bad way but like, you know when something's wrong you know what I mean you like you know when. Or you know when they are feeling a certain way about whatever and, and you know how to communicate, you know how to push their buttons. Sometimes it comes out, you don't mean it. You also know how to comfort them, how to make them feel better, you know, ideally. You want to learn that, you know, or like the fact that, you know, we're all wired, you know, for, for pleasure. And that's why, you know, we say oh, we want to do all these things, but we end up doing what, what makes us feel good. You know, we don't want to do things that don't make us feel good. You know, I'm fucking talking into a microphone, talking to the fucking camera right now because it makes me feel good and it didn't at first i was scared of it but then you know through whatever uh, certain systems you set up for yourself now it does make me feel good and fuck man we're all just trying to become the best versions of ourselves you know we're all just trying to become the best versions of ourselves and good luck to you sir ma'am ma'am sir good luck to you ma'am sir because you know that's the whole journey right there <laughs> My point is, you know, we're all just so much god goddamn more similar than we think. And, you know, the essence of what works and what is effective, you know, it's the same. It's the same, you know, that's why all, that's why like I've read like 200 books this year and it's all like, here's how you master your thoughts. <sighs> how are all these people making sales off this, you know? 
Well, that's really what it is. Like, there's only so much information. Well, at the same time, there's too much information in the world, more than any one person can handle. But also, a lot of the same stuff just gets repackaged through personality and through perspective. And it resonates with certain people differently, you know? That's all it is, man. We just want to get useful stuff from people we like. There you go. I solved it for you. Don't take that. Don't steal that. I'll use that. We just want to get useful stuff from people we like. Okay, this one is its such a random thought. But I just, I wanted to say it just because it hit me so deeply the other day. So I was in a very perceptive state of mind. I was, I was taking in the world, you know, and... <clears throat> excuse me. Is there another one coming? I was at McDonald's. And I was behind the counter and I was watching what was happening. Waiting too goddamn long for my order. But that's besides the point. I see the difficulty of McDonald's. Growing up, it's like, oh, you don't want to be a burger flipper. You don't want to work at McDonald's, blah, 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 blah. And okay, fair, fine. I think it, you know, is a character, can be a character building job. I've never worked fast food. I don't intend to work fast food. Um, But it... I saw the difficulty of it. Like Monica has told me that, you know, it, like if you're if you've been a manager of a McDonald's here in Australia that carries weight, you know, in transitioning to other roles, and it's because you know the, the training is so regimented, it's so specific, you know, and just watching it in person, I just saw like the accuracy, the speed. Like imagine like if I was grilling McDonald's burgers, if I was or I had them on the on the, on the, whatever the fry thing, I would just think, oh my god, like. These are perhaps the most iconic burgers in the world. People expect a certain quality, a certain taste. Oh, I don't want to fuck this up. And I'm sure, whatever, like any job, the more you do it, the weeks pass, the months pass, you're used to it, you know? You're like, okay, I know what I'm doing. But still, you know, I think they're, they're for me, I was like, oh man, like that, it's important, you know? And I just watched how, you know, the people are all moving about and then like a bag is sitting there that someone put there. And then whenever someone notices that there's one there, they'll grab it to call it out. You know, it's not like one person is doing call outs. Like a lot of people are doing different things and just the way they kind of pick up the slack for each other and like, oh, you're doing that. Okay, I'll do this. You're doing that. I'll do this. And what a well-oiled machine, you know, pun intended for that fry grease, baby, a well fry greased machine. It is to run a McDonald's, you know, is a trip. It was a trip, like I super prefer my job. I'd rather be on the phone, you know, making calls all day, dealing with assholes sometimes, whatever, trying to make sales, trying to deal with customer service, whatever, you know? I'd much rather do that than what I think is super stressful and, you know, dealing with that stuff. And yeah, like my mindset too, like making outbound phone calls, trying to raise money, like super stressful, like when I first got the idea of it, but you get used to it. Like people are people, they're talking, like you, you have your expectations, like manage your expectations. You know, it's like, you know, you're going to call them. It's probably going to be a bad time. They're probably not going to want to talk to you. Don't expect differently and just make the best of what it is. <laughs> wow. We're learning so much here today. Aren't we guys? We're learning so much here. That was me trying to do a rainbow. I'm not going to edit in like a rainbow because like i don't know how like i could figure it out and like do it it's not worth it though i just want to <laughs> we're learning so much guys um how fucking tense are haircuts
huh? I was thinking about that the other day. How many? I got this a couple of weeks ago, but it's still like the most recent. This is still the most recent haircut I got, and I was fucking sitting there, and I was thinking, how fucking tense is this? And it always is. And you know, even though I have nothing to do with the speed of how quickly my hair is being cut, I can't go faster. I can't go slower. I like spaz out, man. I kind of start to spaz. I gotta calm myself. Tell me I'm not alone. Tell me I'm not the only one that feels this way, you know? Because sometimes I can be so selfish and like, you know, like I'm like, fuck other people, fuck other people. But for some reason when it's haircuts and I feel like I'm in someone's way and like they're waiting to get a haircut, it's like stressful. It's stressful. And sometimes to relax, I'll imagine role reversals. I'm like, okay, well, imagine I'm sitting, I'm waiting for the haircut. Am I mad at the person getting their haircut? No, they were there before me. And I want them to get a quality haircut because that means I'm gonna get a quality haircut. I'm chilled out. And even though I know that from a logical point of view, you know, I don't want the barber to give them more attention than they're gonna give me. I want it to be equal. When I'm in that seat, I'm like, bro, all these people are waiting. They're looking at me. They're probably thinking, fuck this fucking guy getting a haircut. Look at how nice his hair is. Why doesn't he just fucking get it all chopped off like I'm gonna get so he could be quick? You know, that's what I imagine they're saying. They're probably not even thinking that. They're probably chilling. They're probably on fucking Twitter and shit. But I just look at them. And I'm like, oh, man, this guy hates me because I'm taking, you know, 20, 30 minutes to get my gosh darn haircut. Oh, man, get me out of there, bro. Get me out of there. But also, Barber, don't fuck up my haircut. Don't fuck it up. <laughs> Ooh, I'm telling you, boy. I'm telling you, boy. You know what I was thinking about? And just in terms of like, you know, I talked about the call center jobs and like McDonald's jobs and stuff. What I feel like would be such a like a job that I would hate. And if this is your thing and you rock it and you kill it, good for you, bro. But imagine your job, you report news or show business announcements, right? And you're not the first one, but then it's your job to like, you have to try to find like an old picture of the person or like a attractive picture of the person or like photoshop it or do a weird color or do something like how do you design a picture related to the headline of the news article you're posting that's going to get more people to click your thing than the competing thing that's like reporting the same news you know what i mean oh my gosh how difficult would that be you know what's your spin fam what's your spin fam what's your angle bro you know or when people do like weird collages and stuff like trying to get thing like like for example like how many different news sites were, you know, putting out headlines about the Joker movie, you know, over the past few weeks and how many of them were having to report the same thing and how many weird pictures and photoshops of Joaquin Phoenix and or people in Joker makeup and or weird colors did you see, you know, on your Facebook feed or whatever, blah, 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 blah whatever feed you saw the news on. It's just such a weird thing to me, you know, but that's what it is. Attention is the name of the game trying to capture people's attention i'm not capturing anyone's attention because nobody's watching this but but i know that attention's important <laughs> i just have no idea how to capture it right now but i don't really want people watching this like i kind of like i'll put it in public so they can but at the same time like bro like that's stressful bro knowing so many people are watching this like if a hell of people watch this video how weird is that who needs that but also if you want to blow it up that's fine you do you bro you know what i was thinking about too like that was so weird about you know our time being like you know so modern and attention you know 
being such a premium is um I saw this thing that right the the top 2018 the most streamed Spotify artists were I don't know if what the order is but Drake, Post Malone, and XXX Tentacion. What a weird culture and time we're in. You know what I mean? And like it's just crazy to me that you know, we know of people who become legends and then they die and the legacy lives on. XXX was still rising. You know, he was a rising star on the ascent and then he died, but he had risen enough. He like rose way more post-mortem, way more, you know? And I know that's a common thing. Yeah, it's like, oh, they're famous after they die. But I feel like the, the mechanics of speed in which it happened and the ways it happened, like, you know, Van Gogh later on, like, oh, my God, Van Gogh, his paintings are amazing. Oh, my God, like, why don't we realize who's alive? Oh, my God, they're so great, blah, blah, Been Working all his goddamn life, right? Versus why it's weird to me. XXX is like, he just died. He had stuff in the works that people produced. They put out. They put him on verses on features and all these different things. And it's just so weird to me. And, like, Monica was talking about how, well, yeah, I'm sure, like, the hype over his death, like, people were curious about it. And it got, you know, what made them want to stream him more. And I definitely think, of course, that contributed to it. But there's just something about the fact of, I don't know. I don't know exactly what it is. Maybe it's just how fresh his death was or just how, you know, just how much more exposure he got as a to me like a f kind of fledgling artist and all the collabs that have happened since and stuff it's just it's wild it's just a wild time there was just like something about him that was just like positioned enough culturally enough where he was provocative enough or whatever to just you know just be have so much attention placed on him throughout his death and then afterwards man how weird is that oh my god i have so many points to still say not gonna do that you know something i really can't stand is like when you the, usually it's at elevators or crosswalks where it's like you'll be at a crosswalk you'll be at an elevator you'll have pushed the button and somebody will have seen that you've pushed the button in elevators it's extra apparent because like a lot of times the light will turn on like homie the number is blue it's illuminated and somebody will come up behind you and they'll push it again it's like, bro, what the fuck, bro? What the... What the fuck, bro? <laughs> you trying to go, bro? <clears throat> it's just like... I just feel like it's so rude. It's like, whoa, was my... I'm sorry. Was my push not good enough for you? Was the fact that I already pushed five and it's lit up five? Did you not trust it? Do you think I don't know how to push a fucking button? Or the same thing with the crosswalk. I push the button. Do you think I didn't fucking push the button in enough, bro? You think I didn't fucking push it in? Fuck you, bro. Eat a fucking, eat a fucking bag. Eat a fucking bag of crusty toenails, bro. You know what I mean? Come on. What? Bleh. What's the reason? What's the justification? Oh, I don't know. Some people just like to press the button. They just want to do it themselves. Yeah, why? Why do they all like to do it themselves? Because they're fucking assholes that think I didn't do it good enough. That's it. That's it. Don't try to convince me otherwise because I won't be convinced. Because you know why? Because I'm right. Because people suck. And I swear to God, I swear to God, 
You push a fucking elevator button after I've already pushed it. You push a fucking crosswalk thing after I push it. I'm gonna fucking I'm gonna fucking cross the street and then I'm not gonna let you cross. I'm gonna fucking keep you on the other side of the street. We're gonna fucking get up on the elevator and I'm where I'm I'm gonna get out. I'm gonna fucking push you back in, close the door on you, and fucking send you back down to ground level, bitch. I'll send you back down to ground level, bitch. I'm just kidding, but but fuck you, mate. You know what I'm saying? I was in the gym the other day, and I was listening to The Life of Pablo, you know, like as an album, you know, in like, probably like, probably since like, in, in, since it came out a few years ago. I kind of, <sighs> I kind of listened for a bit and then I didn't listen anymore. And just after having like lived a couple of years though, like a lot of that stuff on there is like a real shit, man. Like I was listening to Real Friends, you know, with freaking, with Kanye. And he was just talking about his cousins and how the relationship is strained and he hates family reunions. You know, he forgets to call when's the last time I wasn't in a hurry, all this stuff. You know, and I love, you know, get it when the family gets together, but it really doesn't feel the way it did as a kid. Like, you know, because of responsibilities, because before that, like everybody's there, everybody's having a good time. You're present, you talk to each other, you know, you feel like a family. Then as you get older, you know, more and more people are missing, you know, it's always like a different assortment of people that are there. People are busy, you know, you, you kind of go your own, your different ways, you have different interests. So it's kind of harder to, to talk about things. You don't necessarily know what to talk about. You have different ideas of fun. You have different things you want to talk about. Now you listen to different music, you do different things, you have different kinds of friends. And, um, you know, of course, you're still a family at the end of the day, but there is like a divide there. I think that that gets more as you get older and and have a bit of a riff that you have to, I think you have to work to overcome it. You know, it's like, it's weird. And it's like, what do you, what do you say, man? Like, there's like a tinge of sadness to it of, you know, of the nostalgia. And everyone's like, oh, I miss the old days and blah, 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 blah. And of course, you can't be like that because these days are going to be the old days and you're going to fucking wish you had these back. So how do you make the best of these? And stages man stages and periods but it was fun though huh it was fun while it lasted man because with the five you know families and all the cousins you know and just meeting up and you know playing video games and eating food and stuff good times man much love to all the familia man much love to the familia you know something else i hate like being on the phones in australia is like a lot of times just be doing phone service people will be on the phone and they'll be like oh are you in australia and i'm just like yeah i'm in sydney and like oh it doesn't sound like it and i was like oh oh really <laughs> an american accent can't exist in australia <laughs> does it sound like you've reached america bro come on i didn't say i was australian i said i'm in australia big difference all right you can say, oh, okay, you're, you're not Australian. Yeah. Duh. I was like, oh, sorry. Oh, sorry, did I reach? What, what, where, what am I, where am I calling? It's like, bro, why does it matter, man? Why does it even matter where you're calling? Riddle me that. Riddle me that, motherfucker. So I had way more to say. I had way more stuff I had, you know, that I wanted to talk about, but... There's not time to say it in this podcast. It's gonna have to wait for another time. But something I do wanna talk about, just to kind of close off the podcast that, you know, 
that I think will be good, you know? I think will we'll be positive considerations for the week ahead. People don't fucking enjoy anything, man. Or they don't enjoy as much as they could enjoy. You know, like, I feel like there is a growing tendency to just be so, you know, unimpressed by shit, underwhelmed by shit, you know, even things that we were excited about. And if you don't like something, I get it. Like, we, that's a, a reaction that happens automatically without thinking, you know, like, I know you're not choosing. I don't, I don't want to dislike this. I just fucking dislike it. Fair. I get it. But just for me, I like to enjoy shit. I like to try to enjoy things or find the thing to appreciate and to enjoy because I like to feel good. Like we all like to feel good. And, you know, maybe it's, you know, to dislike things and to feel like you have the judgment to discern what's good and bad makes you feel good. You know, it's like, I fucking know what's good. And I feel good about that. And this work is a piece of shit. And I feel good that I have the taste to know it's a piece of shit. Maybe that's what it is. Fair. And that's totally fine, you know? But me, like, if I'm watching a show or, you know, listening to a song or something and there's some stuff in there that's, like, dope, you know, that I'm gonna, you know... So if, like, a show or, like, if a song, if there's, like, elements in there that are good, then that is... I'm gonna try to focus on it. I'm gonna try to enjoy that, you know what I mean? As opposed, that's just my tendency though. And I'm not saying that's right. I'm not saying that's the right way, right way to be, but it just makes me feel good. And maybe it's something for you to consider, you know, to maybe it will make you feel better too and help you enjoy more things and enjoy the day more, you know, as opposed to just hearing things and experiencing things and just kind of having the focus be on the way that it could be better. You know, like the things that you don't like about it, like, oh, this is awful, blah, 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 blah. But at the same time, sometimes you want to do that so like you can identify the things that you don't like and just get it out of your system so you can get back to experiencing the things you do like, you know. But, you know, there was like this really interesting, I guess, question brought up by one of these old teachers I had. And, um, you know, a lot of people didn't like him, but he said something like to in, in one class one day, like, what is a liking, really? Like, what is it to like something because, you know, in most instances, it's like, oh, am I looking at a thing that is familiar to me? You know, a lot of times it has to do with familiarity. It reminds you of something you already know, something you've seen, something you've felt, something you've heard that you decided you liked. And does it come down to, you know, the kind of person you perceive yourself to be if you like this thing? Like what group of people, what kind of person likes this sort of thing? I want to be that kind of person, you know, or is it just a thing like, you know, I, it just makes you feel good. You know, is it, is it that simple? You know, but I do think that's an interesting question to kind of dig deeper in, you know, what constitutes us liking or not liking a thing? Um, and how can we be open to new experiences, new things that we maybe don't have context for, don't have familiarity with? And then what's the criteria then for deciding if we like it? You know, if we have no idea what it is, it's like, you know, can you make sense of it? Can you make sense of it? And at the end of the day, I feel like, of course, like everybody, I want to have my socks knocked off unequivocally, you know, and just love something so much that adoration just pours out of me. I don't have a bad thing to say, but I feel like, you know, more and more lately with 
or what I perceive to be a rise in just kind of social cynicism, I feel like there's a trend of reacting with either unbridled admiration or intense disdain and disappointment. And it's like, like everything is so polar these days. You know what I mean? Everything is just like such polar opposites, so divided. You know, people don't really want to have, they don't really even want to discuss nuance. They don't want to take a closer look at things. And sometimes I'll notice like if you try to discuss that, you just get like, oh, so you're all the way on this side. And it's like, no, no, I'm not saying that. You know what I mean? Like, let's say they all the way hate it. And you just try to discuss, you know, some some good qualities of it. Like, also, oh, you like it. And I'm like, no, I'm not saying I like it. I'm just saying, you know, maybe there's more to it than just like, oh, I like it or, or I hate it. Like, what what's that kind of, like, what are the actual things operating within it, you know? I don't know. I just fucking love nuance. I love getting into the nitty-gritty. The nitty-gritty. Oh, but you know what? Hey, if you're someone that you, you love things or you hate things, that's fine. Do you, you know? I know people like that, and I, I personally find it whack, but whatever, you know? <laughs> I just like to find as much shit as possible to enjoy, and maybe just because there's so much shittiness involved in day-to-day -day living, you know, in this crazy world, and I'm trying to find as much to smile about as possible. And so, you know, as many mood-boosting, positive distractions as possible Fuck yeah. I wish that for you. You know, in this crazy world today, you know, as I sign out, I hope you find as many things between now and when I next see you. Things that make you feel good. Things that excite you about the world. Things you feel positive about. Things that make you feel like all this stuff is, is worth, it is so worthwhile, man. Take a step back. Get into the seat of your consciousness. Realize what an experience, huh? What an experience we're having. We're alive, baby. We're alive, baby. And we're in our 20s. It's lit.